0: Hello, everybody. My computer just let me know that it needs to restart right now or I can pick a more convenient time. Um, I'm trying to do that. This is a this is a good start. Welcome. Uh Welcome to Come At Me, an extremely important podcast. My name is Riley. I'm here with Kindred. Hi. This week uh, we read the book. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to (laughs) postpone my computer restarting, but it's not letting me pick a time, so... Right now, it's fine. Audacity can handle it. It's going great. Um, pick a time. 10.32, that's not late enough. (laughs) We'll do 11.32. Kindred, okay, we have deadline now. This podcast needs to be shorter than two hours. I
1: genuinely don't know if we'll make it, but we will try.
0: Oh, lord, Okay. We, time's ticking we off to going. a horrible start so far that's okay. fine
1: um so this but week, got I- before we get started yeah um i'd like to read a prepared statement is that okay am i not
0: gonna say what the book is first? no
1: no we're okay. well, they have to listen to this first and i okay, thought you said it me. and then um i guess you didn't so here we are i did it okay okay Hi, this is Kindred, one of the hosts of this amazing podcast that you're currently listening to. And we, Riley and I, that is, are well aware that as two 24-year-old women, or ladies, if you will, we should be more concerned with trending and hashtags and being lit. So in an Mm -hmm. effort to be more relevant, something difficult for us because I've never heard a Lord song and because Riley has never owned an eyeshadow palette... I have compiled a list of relevant topics that will make us trend on the socials. Are you ready? Okie dokie, I'm ready. All right. Stranger Things 2, Glitter Tongues, Making Slime with Stuff that is Not Usually Put in Slime, Fidget Spinners, Dabbing, Mermaid Hair, Jimmy Fallon, Silicon Beauty Blenders, Football Players Kneeling for Some Reason, People Being Mad About Those Football Players, (laughs) Star Wars, The Last Jedi Trailer Reaction Videos, The World Series. I'm out of breath. Marvel vs. DC. Super Bowl commercials. Jesus. Pepsi no longer containing aspartame. Carpool karaoke with someone. Hating or loving Taylor Swift. and probably something about how millennials are either ruining everything or making everything better. Now, I realize that my just saying these topics aloud doesn't automatically make our podcast more popular. My hope is that by putting this list into the podcast ether, it appeases the podcast gods named Garmy and Larsh and that we inexplicably uh. become number one on iTunes. Oh, iTunes. Thank you.
0: Was that a prayer to iTunes? <laughs> I think it might have been. Kinder that was amazing, and I've only heard of, like, 50% of those things. Uh, I was,
1: in an effort to be more relevant, I was quickly Googling yesterday things that are trending, and Glitter Tongues was, like, number one on Google, so...
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, that was... <laughs> Following that, three minutes in, I'm sure y'all wanna know what we're actually talking about today. <laughs> so this week I assigned a book to Kindred, which was a fun new venture for us, and it is called Housekeeping uh-huh. by Marilyn Robinson.
1: Yeah. And what year was it published? Oh god. It's nineteen eighty. Not...
0: It's it was nineteen eighty. Yeah. No way. Yeah. 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 Okay. Here's here's the time when I will say me and Kindred are highly aware of the fact that Kindred is always more prepared than <laughs> I am for these. And we're no. okay with it. So don't you try and be like, oh Riley? Listen, I know. And it's fine. We're fine with it. I cannot believe this was written in nineteen eighty. Like, I'm seriously if astounded.
1: That's why I was I that's why I had to read a prepared statement on us being relevant, because we've I
0: mean, like, <laughs> I would have guessed like two thousand and three. Your kid? Oh, you would
1: have guessed later. Interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah,
0: I know it's like set earlier, but I would have guessed that it was written like pretty recently, just based off of the like style. But I don't know anything, so that's fine. Obviously, fair enough. So, um, without further ado, I'm gonna let Kindred review Uh. go. Take, take us where you will. All
1: right. I'm going to just let's get it going, because seriously, because mm-hmm. seriously. All right. I'm going to try and explain the plot to you quickly and concisely. That's where I'm going to start.
0: And it's a book, so it'll be a struggle.
1: All right. Housekeeping, a book by Marilyn Robinson, a report by Kendra Smith.
0: Are you reading No, again? I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> it's like, how many things did you prepare? For?
1: I... Do have another thing written, but that's not this. But the other I'm thing had, <laughs> it pertains to it. All right. Um. So housekeeping. There's two sisters. One's name is Ruth. They call her Ruthie. One's sister is Lucille. They call her Lucille. And they live with their mom until they're like five ish. They don't ever actually say. And then the mom drives. They live in Seattle. The mom drives them to the grandma's house in Fingerbone. Montana. Idaho. Oh, is it Idaho? Not mm-hmm. oh Spokane. It's oh it's by Spokane. Right, which is in Washington mm-hmm. and that's by Idaho. Thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <sighs> Cause Marilyn Robinson grew up in Idaho. Anyway.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um all right, so Ruthie and Lucille go to live with their where we
0: also grew up, where we also grew up, but not northern just so you Idaho, guys know.
1: not the N- not no, the pretty part. We were the, we were we were still there. We're there. Yeah, we
0: didn't experience the good Idaho, <laughs> no,
1: not the good Idaho, the bad one, They're actually like the worst part. Um, okay, no, no, no. I guess the Nazi camps are probably the worst part, and those are in northern Idaho. All right, right. So Ruthie and Lucille, their mom Helen drives them to go live with to go visit their grandma. Helen drops off the two girls at the grandma's house. And then drives, takes the car, and drives, and gets stuck in the mud. This is irrelevant, not really. This, the mom gets stuck in the mud, and some boys help her out, and then to get push the car out of the mud, and then the mom drives the car off the cliff into a lake. Flashback to earlier, the grandma, her husband, so Ruthie and Lucille's grandpa, um, was working on a train, and he, there's a. Fingerbone is by Fingerbone Lake, and it's a big lake with a giant bridge that has a train track, go- train track going across it. And the grandpa was on a train, and one night, in the middle of the night, when the uh, lake was frozen solid, the train, felt, like, zoomed off and just, like, dove, nosedive into the lake, and there were two survivors. But that's not relevant. Okay. The grandpa died. The grandpa died <laughs> in the lake. Then the mom died in, in the, the lake. In the train. Yes. And the mom was in a car. So Ruthie and Lucille live with their grandma for 5 years and then the grandma dies and then two of the grandma's sisters, so their great aunts come to stay with them and um like watch over them in the grandma's house, which is the house that Lucille and Ruthie's mother grew up in and that the dead grandpa built, etc. So but the two great aunts don't like it there. It's too cold and they're old whiny babies and I mean Ugh, who wouldn't be i guess i don't know and so uh they have ruthie and lucille have an aunt and her name is sylvie but they don't know where she is and so the two great aunts are like let's let's try and track her down she left the family a long time ago she apparently she supposedly got married and she's been living around like just we don't know where she is and so they write to sylvie after the grandma dies and says and they wait
0: wait wait they put an ad in the paper
1: Whatever. They write something. And
0: she writes to them. Right.
1: They they get in contact with her. And then Sylvie writes to them. And, I will
0: fact check you at every measure. Girl, <laughs> we're never going to get through this.
1: <laughs> okay. And so then Sylvie comes and I'm going to do generalizations here because really the plot isn't much after this. It's a lot. Yeah, let's just, it's so, let's just get it going. So gone. Sylvie comes um, and then Ru- she raises the two great aunts leave. So she's raising uh, Ruthie and Lucille. And Ruthie is gangly and awkward and she grows up to, she when she's like a teenager, she resembles Sylvie or so it's hinted at. Lucille is uh, a little bit prettier. I don't think they ever explicitly say that, but she's more, she's not like Sylvie. And that is meaning that Sylvie is a transient and she, we learn that she, like, rides the rails, and she kind of just acts like a homeless person. And I've got a lot of issues with this, but I will get into that. Um, so, anyway, so things happen. Lucille doesn't want to live with... Hang on. No. I have to keep going. I have got so much to say about this. Okay, so okay. R- Lucille. So, things happen where we, it comes out that Sylvie just isn't great at housekeeping that's not it at all but i'll just say that and then lucille decides to stop living with them after some things that happen and then <laughs> I, seriously there's no way to not over explain this and there's no way to quickly explain. no yeah you're
0: fine okay you're fine
1: so then sylvie um i listen i watched the movie and i read the book and i've been thinking about it all week so
0: there's a movie
1: yeah we'll get into that
0: you so. always know more about these things than I do
1: I've got so I much, want to pick this bike. I've got so much time on my hands. okay So Lucille leaves and then Sylvie and Ruthie are sad but not really and then um, they Sylvie's like hey I want to show you something and they she takes her out on the lake on a little stolen rowboat And then Ruthie and Sylvie they find like this old house something about frost and then there's like they see children, which they don't really see children. And then they go, then they stay there overnight, or they stay out on the lake overnight. And as they're rowing back, they uh, row underneath the bridge and a train crosses, which is just, it can't just like get into that quickly, the thing about trains. And so they are under the bridge on the lake while the train crosses. And then they get out of the boat in the morning, timelines, and then they hop onto a train And um, ride it back into Fingerbone Because they were in the middle of the lake And then they get off the train And everybody's looking at them Or so Ruthie says She's the narrator And um, then people are worried The sheriff comes to their house And says it's not proper for girls to be riding trains You shouldn't have her You know, something, something, something Fingerbone seems to have a population of homeless people That is concerning and um, they, the people in Rome don't like him. And so then there's going to be a hearing after some things happen. The house is disgusting. The house that they live in, there's like rats and newspapers and birds and squirrels and cats. All So there's no housekeeping, it should be said. And then... <laughs> I'm almost done. <laughs> so then, You're doing great. So then there's going to be a hearing to take Ruthie away from <clears throat> Sylvie. And so Ruthie kind of... It's, she kind of starts to run away. Into the orchard on their property, but then she doesn't. And then um, Sylvie, she like the sheriff comes over and is like, "Why is all your the lights on in your house? Because I don't ever have the lights on." And Sylvie's like, "Oh, she's asleep." And then he's like, "Can I go see her?" And she's like, "No." And then Sylvie comes out of the orchard. And then the next like paragraph or so, um, Sylvie and Ruthie burn down the house, and they go hop on a train, and then they get out of Fingerbone, and they never talk to Lucille again. And it, they just kind of... The last couple pages are just Ruthie saying how she is a drifter. Now... Good job. All right. Now, did I like this book? And Did you like this book? And then we'll really get into discussion. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I feel about this book. I've spent a lot of time thinking mm. about it. Um, I'm thinking about it. So that's good, I guess. That's a thing. Yeah. Um, and... I'm still out. I fe- I hope our discussion will sway me one way or the other. And okay. did you like this book? I think initially you didn't, but I think the second read-through you did. And that's what I think and what now tell me, <laughs> please.
0: Okay. Interesting. Um, the first read-through, I liked it a lot. I really, really liked it. Oh. I thought about it a lot. Okay. thought it was very, very interesting. And um, I read it. <sighs> in a class. Mm-hmm. Oh, Kindred wanted me to tell you what I told her earlier, which is I'm feeling extremely strange today. And I think it is very much related to the fact that I finished this book today. Yeah. Um but no I really, really liked it when I first read it. I thought it was pretty beautiful. Mm-hmm. And the second time I read it I loved it more. Oh. Um, Okay. I, I, yes, (laughs) I, I,
1: I, (laughs) you had mentioned, you were like, well, I feel a little bit differently this time around, and I was like, oh, okay, so she likes it this time, but she didn't like it before, okay.
0: No, I'm just trying to mess with your mind, Kendra, I'm just playing games. Wow. No, I, I love this book, and on second read, I loved it even more. I think, um, I'm a big fan of, uh, transcendentalists, Mm -hmm. like Hemingway and Emerson and stuff. Right. Um, I really like that kind of writing. I really like, uh, oh, what's her name? Oh no, I can't remember. She wrote, uh, Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. I don't know, girl, I don't know. (laughs) Starts with an A. She's just like, she's like this kind of style as well. Okay, I like, I like Naturalist. I like Mary Oliver a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, so this book really fits into this style that I love, which is kind of focused on description. The, no, the, and, the
1: style is beautiful. I highlighted yeah. a bunch of crap, just, like, lovely oh, things.
0: Yeah, the descriptions are so vivid. Mm-hmm. Like, reading this, you're, you're like, there. And I think that's why I feel so weird today. And I was telling Kindred earlier, like, I felt weird about leaving my house. And I think it's from this book partly. Like, it's it's really, really... Uh, God, I just don't have words today. It it really like envelops you. Mm-hmm. I think her language. I think it's am- I think it's amazing. And <laughs> honestly, reading it again, I think it's more amazing. And I think it. I hope it goes down as like books that people were, are still reading in like fifty, hundred years. And I'm surprised it was written in the eighties, just because of um, it seems really modern to me. But I, um, I, don't, I don't know what modern means. No, that's
1: interesting. Okay, um, I have to, I writ, I writ, I writ down. Great, I'm really educated. Um, I wrote down questions that I'm going to just read because I have so many
0: questions. Are you posing them to me? Am I answering them, or yes, are these rhetorical? I'm
1: going. No, I'm going to ask these, but there's twenty of them, so I'm going to just read them all, and then whichever ones pick a- stick in your mind,
0: I'll raise my hand. Okay,
1: I can't see you, so that's not going to be great, but I'll I'll try. Okay, <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read
0: them. First of all, yes. As always, I, we should have said this 15 minutes ago, if you want to read this book and you don't like spoilers, oh, don't, we're going to get real deep into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or And also, don't listen
1: to my description a couple minutes ago. All right. Yeah. Also, go back in time. <laughs> they burned down the house. Okay. You know what? Let's just... We'll take these one at a time. Let's discuss them, because I... Okay. Do you identify okay. with any of the three main characters, Sylvie, Ruthie, or Lucille? Yes. Which one?
0: Ruthie. Okay. All right. Do you want to why? Yeah, I do. Um I think A because it, she's the narrator, so you automatically are like part of her. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, like I think reading any book I like become the narrator. Yeah. Um B she frequently describes her alienation and loneliness mm-hmm. and um, like the way that she gets torn from her sister, not that I've like personally experienced that, but right. I often feel lonely and weird and alienated and anxious and I don't know what to say. And I I think I often put myself in the box of just like this quiet person, which I'm not mm-hmm. truly right. But I feel like just like this quiet girl in the corner, which Ruthie, is she like never says anything out loud, but which is really interesting with how complicated and deep and complex and beautiful her thinking is. Mm-hmm. Whenever she speaks, it's like really short sentences, like I don't know, I suppose, I guess. Right. She never like says anything really substantial, right? But but her like inner monologue is really beautiful and amazing, right? Not to say that mine is no, I just no, I feel her like awkwardness,
1: right? And I i i get that there's i've i've pulled up my highlights because i read it on my phone but um there's one part where they're talking to the principal and he goes what does it matter he goes what does matter to you ruth and she just shrugs mm-hmm. i shrugged i was like wow i really i connect with that
0: one moment yeah so and then much. lucille says she doesn't know what matters to her yet right and it's like oh which, and lucille all that lucille cares about is like being accepted by society because all she's ever known is like outcast right and you know in in my in my writing of that question i i feel
1: i feel akin to ruthie in a lot of ways but i feel like as a character i sympathize with lucille more
0: um Hmm. i get that yeah okay but i've got a lot of questions
1: so can Uh, oh no oh no okay
0: um this is just gonna be a long podcast okay (laughs) Um, I, reading the book the first time, mm-hmm. I was really sad for Lucy, for Ruthie, uh-huh. and reading it the second time, I felt really bad for Lucille. Yeah. Dogs are barking. I think Josh just got home. Oh. We may get interrupted, oh, everyone. <laughs> Dignan, stop, please. Oh, Diggy. <laughs> please. <laughs> You're being recorded. It's fine. Um, <laughs> he's barking at me you now, in the closet. <laughs> um, God, I don't remember saying, oh, I felt so sad for Lucille, because yeah. at the end, Ruthie goes into this really long description of what lucille is probably thinking about them Mm -hmm. and feeling about them yeah and it's really freaking like heartbreaking and i realized that lucille is really the one who her whole life has been abandoned by people yeah because in the end sylvie and ruthie have each other but lucille is still she has literally no family left at all and a big theme is how horrible it is to get torn from your family right so i was like damn lucille i know
1: that's yeah i've she felt like the most real to me, which is weird, but that's how I felt about her. That is
0: weird. That's so different from my perception, which is cool. Um,
1: all right. Next two questions, three questions go together. What okay. is Sylvie's motivation? Is she mentally ill? And do you comprehend her as a character?
0: Okay. Um, number one, uh-huh. I think her motivation, um, is... Is impossible to put a finger on. Okay. Because I don't know what you mean. Like, what are you... What is she being motivated towards? Like, I don't even think she has a goal. That's what
1: I... I think... And I, I really struggle with Sylvie as a character. Um, I read the book, mm-hmm. and then I watched the movie, and the movie, I was like, there's no way they're going to capture this even a little because the writing really yeah. is beautiful, and that's what it's about. But the movie, they yeah. did they did a fantastic job. It was made in 1987. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I want to watch it. it. I, I recommend it. It's on Amazon. I feel like, for me, um, the style of writing, which um, I've... I've read a couple Hemingway, and I have, like, I've read them. Oh, I love Hemingway. He's a lovely writer, and this is... I like this style of writing, but I think it's very Mm. hard for me to, like, imagine them as humans, and so it was nice, especially Mm. Sylvie. I just did not understand her, reading her, and so to see her in a movie, like, she felt more real, and so I think that's my whole... My biggest thing is Sylvie is an, an enigma to me, and she feels sort yeah. of
0: one-dimensional, and it it well, let's, bothers me. Let's, let's think about this kay. for a minute. So Sylvie is perhaps Kindred's complete opposite. Yeah. In every possible way. Yeah. So I think you not relating to her like makes perfect sense. Or okay. not? She's like so confusing to you because you're Lucille, right? Yeah. If you relate. I... Lucille is, looks at Sylvie and she's like, "What the fuck? Right. Like, what is literally what is wrong with you?" Right. And to me, Sylvie, I don't mean to cut you no, off. You no, you're... no, no. Right I don't. Then? I want to hear what you have to say. Um, I, I think a really really big reason why I love this book mm-hmm. as much as I do, aside from seriously beautiful, incredible writing. Yeah. Um, Is Sylvie Interesting is Sylvie to me is my aunt Who I love oh. so much Oh Who like She's never gonna listen to this She's 70 years old Right She has no idea what a podcast That's is right. I tried to help her download an app The other week <laughs> Oh man Um. Anyways <laughs> She Not to say that she's like As mentally ill as this lady Or mentally ill at all Right Which Yes I think Sylvie okay. is mentally ill Okay Um but she, like, as a kid, mm-hmm. to me, she was so different from any other adult human I had ever met. Like, Interesting. She she moved every couple of years. Uh-huh. She never had children. She never got married. Mm-hmm. She would just, like, go on crazy adventures, and she wore really interesting clothes, and she was, like, really... When I think of eccentric, I think of my aunt.
1: Oh, my God. That sounds exactly
0: like Sylvie. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I think that's a reason why I, I immediately, like, loved this book because I was like, oh, that's my aunt, Susie. hmm And Sylvie, to me, is... Okay. So, let's... Number one, her dad died when she was a kid. Right. In a very weird freak accident plunging into a lake. Right. Right. So, like, thinking about your parent mm-hmm. stuck in a train at the bottom of a lake, impossible to get to, mm-hmm. when you're a little kid. Yeah. I think that would mess with you. And especially if you already had some weird tendencies.
1: Well, I think it's, you know? I think it's weird that this was such, I'm assuming, a traumatic event for her. But then she takes to, I guess... I wanna, I wanna know what her transience like symbolizes, and I like what the author intended, because yeah, for me I feel like, I don't know, she is, I just do not <laughs> relate to her, and I, well, I think, um,
0: I feel like I'm just cutting of that's off. okay, no, Sorry. it's fine.
1: I don't have any like well-formed
0: thoughts, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Number one, I don't think it's, you should think about the author's intent so much. Mm-hmm. Just like, what did you get out of it? What, you know what I mean? Right. Like, what it, what did she mean for you? But I think, um, like, think about Helen, her sister, mm-hmm. Ruthie and Lucille's mom. She drives a car off a cliff. Right. She's obviously dealing with some issues, too. Right. Their other sister is like a weird missionary that they haven't seen mm-hmm. in decades. Right. She just disappears one day. So she clings to Christianity mm-hmm. in this crazy way. Um, they all are, like, trying to find something to, like, make life make sense. Right. And I think for Sylvie, my interpretation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, is that she doesn't want to attach to anything because she has realized how fragile
1: everything is. And does that... I guess, do you feel that that relates to
0: her hoarding? Well, that, th- there's a line that, and I wouldn't remember this except I read it today. Uh-huh. Um, there's, like, a line where they're talking about her collecting the newspapers and the little jars and stuff. Mm-hmm. And Ruthie, Ruthie's explanation of it is that was what she thought housekeeping is. That's what she thought staying in a place is, is just accumulation. Mm of things because mm-hmm. she had never accumulated anything. She was a drifter, a transient, whatever. Right. Um, so she talked about Sylvie was just accumulating anything and the fact that they were free things spoke to her thriftiness. Mm. Like she thought she was being like really practical and just accumulating things because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. If you live somewhere and you're trying to make it a thing. So I think the story of Sylvie is... Her whole life, she's tried not to cling to anything at all because she knows it could be, like, torn away from her. I mean, she's married, but she hasn't seen her husband in forever. She has no idea where he is right, or what he's doing. Right. Yeah, she still says, well, I'm married. Right. She, she hasn't had contact with anyone. They ask her about her friends, and she, they're like, well, where are they now? She's like, I don't know. Right. So I think the story of Sylvie is she gets really, after Lucille leaves, her and Ruthie become really codependent Mm -hmm. obviously right but sylvie realizes that she doesn't want to lose her Mm -hmm. because she's never like cared about losing anything at all even her life or anything else and all of a sudden she cares about keeping something Mm. and she gets really scared about that so she's just clinging to ruthie i don't know i think sylvie is a really I think she makes sense. I think she's just she's a little mentally ill and she's having some times, and she's also I think was just really traumatized by the death of her dad, mm-hmm. and the like fleeing of her older sister to go be like a missionary.
1: Right. Interesting. That's what I think. Interesting. I'm stroking my beard. I don't have one, but I'm doing you I'm see? doing what Stephen does. He sits in front of the. <laughs> coffee table and strokes <laughs> his beard and says, hmm. Stephen, Linda's, Linda's husband, hmm. for reference
0: for everyone who doesn't know Stephen. I'm <laughs> sure you know Linda at this point.
1: We have to know Linda. Linda is worth knowing. Huh. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to skim my list. All right. Let's see. Um, hmm. Well, now that I know how you feel about Sylvie, all these questions are... <laughs>
0: Ask me any of them. I'm um, very more than willing to like hear your side of her or like well, what's not good I feel, about the character.
1: I feel that and maybe it's just because I don't relate to her on a personal level. I feel that she is a one-dimensional character. And I guess hmm. and I guess that obviously a good writer shows and doesn't tell. And you know she never like writes out you know exactly it's a great it, the writing there's nothing wrong the the writing is amazing if I could write like this one yeah. day that would be amazing but I f- I still feel even with her you know showing us how uh, you know Sylvie is like Sylvie just is with her like throwing rocks at the dogs because the dogs in the neighborhood attack her because she's a transient. Which, yeah. that, like, really offended me, that w- the first passage where they, when she first gets there, and Ruthie and Lucille follow her out that morning, and she just was, like, she would throw rocks at dogs and then whistle, and and then <laughs> they, she would, they would would they come back and they would throw rocks at her. Like, I really hated that.
0: And I guess... Well, it's like, because her dogs aren't pets, they're just... <laughs> right. They're just nuisances around. Right. Whatever.
1: And I just... You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, I... I don't like Sylvie, and maybe that's why I have had such a strong reaction. I really like Ruthie, and I really like Lucille. And- we'll see. Okay,
0: I'm going to jump in just for a second, please. because I I hate Lucille. Interesting. So I think, and to me, Lucille is such a one-dimensional character. She's just like this bitchy sister who just cares about like looking good and impressing people. <laughs> and I that's
1: that's so that's so weird because i'm so like isn't
0: that cool that two people could read the same book so differently
1: because i really see
0: that like lucille
1: also cares for ruthie and it just like that's lucille's way of just trying to like grasp at some normality is you know trying yeah. to fit in with the high schoolers and maybe uh, yeah i don't know but like i still feel i felt more love from lucille for ruthie than i ever felt for sylvie and ruthie like hmm. i don't know I don't know. Now I well now I do know. I don't I don't like Sylvie. That's weird. But I but I liked this book. And it was just Yeah.
0: I think that's a a clear distinction you should make. It, yeah. I mean, it's worth the read. I read it
1: in 2 days while I was on the clock at work, which is a problem that I need to figure out on my own terms. It's
0: completely <laughs> on another topic.
1: But um no, it's a it's a quick read and really great. And I really I highlighted probably like twenty passages because the writing is just is superior. But it's it's interesting to me because I don't usually. If you hadn't have, my choice of words. Um, if you hadn't have <laughs> recommended this to me and I had to read it for a podcast, um, mm. I probably wouldn't have finished reading it, because. Um, I think just my my current like t- uh, like choice in entertainment or like taste level is I need mm-hmm. more story, and there's mm. not much story in this.
0: No, there's not, and
1: and that's fine, and that's it's like it's and it's a masterful version of this type of storytelling, um, but but it's just like. If I would have picked this up and just been like, I'm gonna read this, I probably would have gotten fifty pages in and then finished reading it on Wikipedia. Like finished reading what happened. Because I didn't
0: connect Did you Because I didn't connect with like the characters. It? Are you glad you finished no, it? No, I'm I'm
1: very glad I finished it. And I'm and I sometimes sometimes people
0: just need to be forced to read things. Well that's a cool thing about this podcast is that I think we're both like and I swear to God I will pick things I hate at some point. but I just saw this on the shelf and I was like, I'm gonna make Kindred read nice. this book because it's so good very nice. Um, it, it's it's to me this is like my kind of book like Interesting. but this is just this is so much my taste right like all of the things that I really connect with mm-hmm. are in this this uh zone i'm drawing a zone with my okay. fingers in, in my closet okay you can't see that's that. nice um because well
1: um in my mind this well this is fiction but um ha- have you ever read uh the glass castle or into the wild
0: I've seen Into the Wild. I haven't read The Glass Castle, but I I know of the story, and I've always meant to. Uh,
1: that's you should you should read it. Those are I, I read the books on both of those. Um, it's been you know five years on each, but they're mm-hmm. both about um, being tra- transient or just what uh the uh, you, you know uh. As I stumble over my words... <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're doing great.
1: <laughs> um, it's all this decaf tea I'm drinking. All right. <laughs> <laughs> decaf okay, tea. so in Into the Wild, he... Listen, I took a screen cap of a quote because I felt like it was very relevant to this. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Chris McCandles, I don't know. Go Google Into the Wild. I'm not going to explain that now. That's not what this is about. Super uh, Tramp. Super Tramp. Alexander Super Tramp. Super um, Tramp. Okay, I felt that this Chris McCandle's quote was very relevant to, what was this book we just read? Housekeeping. Okay. It says, <laughs> so many people live within unhappy circumstances and yet will not take the initiative to change their situation because they are confined to a life of security, conformity, and conservatism, all of which may appear to give, give one peace of mind. But mind, sorry. But in reality, nothing is more damaging to the adventurous spirit within a man than a secure future or woman. Chris McCandles. the very (laughs) the very basic core of a man's living spirit is his passion for adventure. The joy of life comes from our encounters with new experiences, and hence there is no greater joy than to have an endlessly changing horizon for each day to have a new and different sun. And so I feel like, Hmm. like I. Chris McCandles was a real human, and so were the characters in The Glass Castle. And so I mm-hmm. really enjoyed those books, and I, I, I felt, I sympathized with the narr- narrators. And so actually, mm-hmm. in my search of trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with Sylvie, <laughs> yeah. um, I, was re- I was trying to find quotes, and I felt that he probably would, he would probably relate to Sylvie, and I yeah. relate to him on a level
0: well, there you go. Tangent. Um, no, I think, that, I think that's really relevant, and it, it kind of brings me to something that I really want to talk okay. about. I think I mentioned that I re- had to read this in college. Yes. Did I mention you that? You did. Um, and I had to write a paper on okay. it, and I had to write this, like, fucking long-ass 15-page paper, oh. and I was like, what am I going to write about? <laughs> um, so what I wrote about, mm-hmm. let me see if I can find it. Please. I'll give you a page number if I can find it. Um, yeah, so it's it's chapter 8. Okay. I'm, a, I'm about to pull it up. Um, one, page 143. Okay. I don't think you even need to look in there to see it, but... This is the chapter. This is, to me, this is what takes the book over the edge to being, like, really amazing to me and also being, like, really transcendental and also being really confusing. Okay. <laughs> This is the scene where Sylvie takes Ruth on the boat, and they go to this island. Okay. Covered in frost, where Sylvie believes they don't take a boat; they steal a boat.
1: Right. Where which is pretty, like, which bo- is like humorous.
0: It is. It's pretty funny. There's like she's like um. There's a man yelling at us, and she's like, "Just ignore him. He's a lunatic." If you pay attention to him, he just he just yeah, he just will carry on more. Right. Um, but this is what I wrote my paper on because I think this. Whole scene is like really quite incredible. Okay. So they drive. They they drive. They take a boat uh-huh. to this island, um, covered in frost. Okay. So that's like a, an important fact they talk right. about. Right. And in the middle of this like island, in the middle of this lake, there's a house that fell in on itself into the cellar. So there's this broken down house, and for some reason Sylvie kind of believes that children live there. Mhm. Yes. So I think, uh, at the end of the book, mm-hmm. we're just going to jump around a lot. Yeah. Ruthie is trying to figure out when she became like Sylvie. Okay. The pathos. And she thinks it's when, yeah, she thinks it's when she crosses the bridge at the end. Mm-hmm. By the way, they burn down their house and then to leave they have to cross the, these train tracks. Uh-huh. It's not a bridge, it's just train tracks. Right. Over this lake, and it's incredibly terrifying, and they do it in the dead of night, and they make it across, and no one believes they could have lived through that. Like, everyone assumes Mm -hmm. they're dead. It's, it's real, it's real nail-biting. Yeah. Um, but Ruthie believes that's when she became like Sylvie, and I believe it's on this island that she becomes like Sylvie. Hmm. She becomes Sylvie, more or less. Um, and I have many passages that I put little dots next to where I believed it, like, proved or or whatever, and that's what my paper was about. Oh,
1: I think, well, I think it's in that point where... That part of the book where she even says like the line between me and suthi Who the fuck am I talking about? Because yeah, suthi because Ruthie and Sylvie uh, yeah. the, was getting blurred. I can't remember how she said it.
0: Yeah she says like Sylvie and I and then in parentheses she says it, we could have been one person right. that night. Right. Um, This I didn't notice this the first read through mm-hmm. but this completely parallels the scene earlier in the book where Ruthie and Lucille spend a night together oh. outside. Um, they build this little hut. They, they go fishing mm-hmm. and it gets too dark and they're too scared to walk home in the dark. So they just build this like hut outside and sleep in it. Right. Um, and Ruthie says the exact same thing. She, she says, we. she does. Mm-hmm. She says we, and then she says in that moment we felt more like one than two or something mm-hmm. like that. Like she says almost the exact same thing at that moment with Lucille when they're kids. Right. Which I think is just really really interesting But there's all these parts in this scene And this whole scene I can't explain I can't explain but it's (laughs) hard to Um like How Panicky I felt the first time reading it So they they drive to this island Mm -hmm. In this boat that they steal They park the boat they're kind of walking around They make some food they eat some marshmallows Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden Ruthie's alone Yeah And she doesn't know where Sylvie went And I start freaking out about this Yeah and maybe this comes from my own like anxiety of like I don't know how to get fucking anywhere without GPS, mm-hmm. and I don't like places I haven't been. It freaks me yeah. out, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So she's on this island by herself. It's getting dark. It's cold. Yeah, she has no idea where Sylvia is. She thinks Sylvia's like playing a game, but she literally cannot find her. And the first time I read this, I kind of assumed, like, she wasn't going to find her. That's
1: that's what I thought. When this happened, I was like, oh, finally, shit's going to go down. I was like,
0: yeah, Ruthie's like, going to die gone. in the
1: forest. And there's going to be children yeah, eating was,
0: marshmallows. <laughs> it was really, really, like, panicky. Yeah. And so then, um, basically, the scene goes on where Ruthie starts hallucinating. Mm-hmm. I don't know how, like, more or less. Mm-hmm. And she starts imagining these children are there and she talks about how she can she doesn't think they're there but she feels that they're there mm-hmm. and she starts talking about this this mom basically lot's wife made of salt mm-hmm. for these kids and like imagining this salt mom with like flowers covering her and how which is I, there's, which uh, is the same also parallels
1: when they built that mom out of the snow yes
0: they built this like ice mom mm-hmm. and they i mean obviously so their mom killed herself so there's a whole thing throughout the book of them like longing for a mom and never getting it ever mm-hmm. and ruthie there's one part where she's talking about how her whole life has just been anticipating and waiting and never getting that thing <laughs> from the moment that her mom set her down with a box of graham crackers to wait for her yeah. and she was waiting and she never showed up it's like really beautiful. it is i definitely and... highlighted that part <laughs> oh it's so it's... it's so beautiful but she this whole scene again, mm-hmm. I didn't even think about this parallels again when Ruthie and Lucille mm-hmm. go out and they come back and once once they're back at the house, Ruthie is thawing out basically, mm-hmm. and she starts hallucinating that her mom is gonna come in, yeah, and she has this like really vivid hallucination of like her mom showing up,
1: yeah,
0: and there's all these things that like i don't I don't know. it's just I think this book is really, really. Layered, And I think even reading it, you can't catch everything because mm-hmm. it's written so beautifully that sometimes you just get lost in the language. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really symbolic and I wish I understood it more because I just I love think... everything I'm reading, but I'm like, what does at, this mean? At, <laughs> what are you I telling I was going to say, I was
1: like, at the top of my list that I have written on my phone of questions, I have mm-hmm. um, a list called symbolism in housekeeping and then I've oh, just got a list of things that I'm sure they mean something.
0: <laughs> but you don't know what they but mean? <laughs> I, but, and I've
1: been thinking about it. I just cannot... Okay, so I'll just read the list, and then I have something to say about something. <laughs> okay? Okay. So the symbols, just the house, the bridge, the lake, the trains, the hobos, the rowboat, the cans and newspaper that, Sylvie's col- that Sylvie collects and then finger bone. Mm. So that's just like th- and that's just like a short list. But mm. okay, two things. Two things. Um my favorite part in the book is when it's winter and the lake is frozen over, but it's starting yeah. the rain is starting and so the house floods. Or but oh the entire God, town yeah. floods, which which I love. Like, I love that visual. It seemed very surreal to me, and I really liked that.
0: This whole book is so it's surreal. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: But my favorite part is when they say that they can hear the ice of the frozen lake shifting under the weight of the water <laughs> that is mm-hmm. enveloped the town. Like, that to me was such a, like, a great visual or audio or you
0: know it was there's so many moments in this book like that though where you like hear what she's hearing and you can see and the smells yeah she's really amazing at describing smells and by she i mean the author obviously (laughs) no not ruthie ruthie she wrote this (laughs) but but like she'll she talks about the like sour pungent smell of like the lake Mm -hmm. air and like i can smell that i know it's really it's really incredible I th- which is also full of dead people. Right, which adds and just like whole a giant other, like, train. It's good. It's to fine. It. Yeah. fine.
1: Um, but I think my overall problem with this, which is not the writing, and I think that you guys should read this, but I think my problem with this just is something that appeals to me on a personal level, is that I feel that there is no hope and hmm. the entire story, it just feels very hopeless to me. And it's not that there's not redeeming moments, but when she leaves with Sylvie, I feel like she just is like, just condemning it's herself. Like a curse. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's She's condemning herself to live this life that uh, you know her four, her mother, her her aunt, obviously have all lived of mm. you know just torment. And I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that Ruthie's okay with that, which is fine. And Ruthie never, she never expresses like other, otherwise. I I never, you know, I never get a feeling from Ruthie that she's like, oh, if only I could fit in. She never, no,
0: this is what she
1: wants. And that makes me angry. And I feel hopeless for her.
0: (laughs) I think that's something that makes this book so great. Though, uh, no, that, I agree. Like, it's
1: just I'm angry.
0: It, it's a book about someone that you don't think about a lot, mm-hmm. which is someone who can't settle down, someone who's a drifter, mm-hmm. someone who like cannot just exist in this society as most people do. Right. Which and it's it doesn't end like it, it... doesn't end. Happy. Doesn't have it really doesn't happy ending and i mean it ends with this really sad description of sylvie <laughs> always not hoping that ruth and lucille will come yep home. that's like how it ends yep. it's so fucking sad it's
1: it is but i
0: and that's why I, yeah go well ahead.
1: just this is off topic but there's there's a theme throughout the book of ruthie not wanting to be looked at and like hunching her shoulders because she's tall
0: and mm-hmm. being very self-conscious and then oh she there's a really good line about that. She says like I didn't hunch over um in the hopes to look smaller. Uh-huh. I I hunched over to like visually apologize and acknowledge my awkwardness. Yeah. It's Oh, I thought that was so it's good. Just
1: and I mean, girl, if you think I haven't felt that before. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um just like apologizing that I'm tall. I still feel that way and yeah. I've been tall for and I'm not even that tall. But um but then There's that parallels when they're coming off of the train and everybody's looking at them. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't, that's another symbolism. I'm like, but what does it mean? And I mean, obviously it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But I want to (laughs) know what it means now. I don't know. I thought I, it's just the now just the parallels in all of the story. The writing is fantastic. I can't say that enough. It really it's just superb.
0: It really is. Like it's arrestingly lovely. Yeah. It's um. it's the it's I'm the thinking, kind of Kindred. Oh, please
1: do. I'm going to just ramble for a moment. It's the kind of um. writing that one would cross stitch onto a pillow which maybe yeah. I'll get around to. Like a really
0: depressing pillow.
1: <laughs> depressing pillow by Kindred Smith and Riley Goodwin. Sold on Etsy. Your last name is Hebden now. Sorry.
0: That's <laughs> all right. It's, I mean, I'm still, I'm still Riley Goodwin. It's okay. Um, Man, I don't... I'm trying to, like... I love talking about symbolism and shit. I really do. Good, I'm glad. Um, And I was thinking a lot about what the house means and, like, why they feel like they have to burn it down. Yeah. I mean... Because that's such, like... A dramatic Like, they could just leave, but they say, like, they can't because then this house would be, like, seen and it's just this, like, big thing that's, like, left. Them to, and I think that... Here we go. Okay, here's what I good. think. Here's what I just okay, think. Okay, good. Um, there's a really long part, mm-hmm. uh, passage, of Ruthie talking about her mom and if her mom didn't kill herself okay. and what would have happened to her memory. Mm-hmm. And talking about how she became this ghost at that point she became just the me- the things she could remember that she said the things she could remember seeing like her mom fixing her hair in the mirror mm-hmm. and the way that she took her out for ice cream and this one day and mm-hmm. said sometimes they're good and stuff like that mm-hmm. she goes into this really long description of how we think of people after they've died mm-hmm. And how that would have changed if they lived and she talks about like if my mom would have stayed alive then we would have eventually moved away and we would have thought of all of our achievements as really amazing despite our horrible upbringing and Mm -hmm. we would have da 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 and it's this really like there's so many parts in this book that i'm like that's something i have thought and i had no idea there was a way to convey that oh interesting like i had no idea you could put that into words. right
1: and yet here we are (laughs)
0: <laughs> and she's so good I, at that so like over and over and over again puts things into words that i didn't know you could put into words
1: seriously yeah i mean that's that's why i highlighted so much crap because it's just like
0: yeah oh this is exactly it oh this is this yeah. is it <laughs> but so i think that's the house i think to ruthie and sylvie mm-hmm. um if things don't die mm-hmm. then you can't Remember them how you want. Then they mm. sit there and change. Mm. Mm. So they have they have to like kill it, mm. or it'll like because even after she leaves, she's obsessed with thinking about what Lucille must be thinking, mm-hmm. what Lucille must be doing. But she never reaches out to right. her. She doesn't even know how. Right. They try to call. They think she might be in Boston because she mentioned Boston. Mm-hmm. They try to call one time. Right. <laughs> and that's which, it. Which is,
1: um, I guess. I feel the mental illness part of it. and mm. I and I, that's one of the reasons why I hate that it feels so hopeless is because I'm not saying that Ruthie couldn't have followed Sylvie, but it just seems it I just as angry that she was gonna be raised still <laughs> in such a seemingly dysfunctional family, yeah, or whatever.
0: It's like it's like that's all she knows. right. I guess, well, like, yeah, Go ahead. which is
1: right, and it is all she knows, but the interesting thing is the am i might I do not think I'm saying words at this point, um the <laughs> i mean i I understand not wanting to stay in one place, like i like I get that one hundred percent, I feel like yeah, like I feel in my practical life. All I want to do is run away. And so... Yeah. But, like, reading about this at this point where I, like, feel that way, like, I don't know where I want... I don't know if I want to settle down. I don't know where I want to settle down. I don't know how to settle down. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Like,
1: I don't know. Seeing it or reading about it with Sylvie bothered me. Because I... I don't know what these thoughts are I'm trying to form. But it's not... No, I, th- I think I get what you're It's saying. not glamorized.
0: They aren't... It's no. not glamorous at all. It's... But you're making me think, so... I want to know how you felt at this part of the book. Because so, towards the end mm-hmm. of the book, um, the sheriff is coming and all these neighbors are coming. And they make it very clear that Ruthie's going to be taken away from Sylvia. Yeah. And you're kind of saying what these people have been saying. Like... She's She cannot live in such a dysfunctional life like this. Right. This is not okay right. for a girl to be like this. So, here's what I just thought of literally two seconds okay. ago. If these people mm-hmm. would have just accepted that these people are different and they're just going to live their life the way they're going to do mm-hmm. it, they wouldn't have run away. Right. They would have just lived in this house and been, like, strange. Right. And had some weird nights. But they wouldn't be living this life of transience. They would have at least, like, come back to the house, right? Well, so,
1: well, and I think it's weird, or er, angering, almost on the part of the townspeople who do try to like stop them or stop Ruthie or stop. But Sylvie you can from also raising Ruthie. But like, why didn't you can see where they're coming oh, from? Of course. But that's what. Why didn't they do that earlier? Why didn't they step in but, earlier? Like,
0: but isn't the point that, like, they didn't need to? Because Ruthie wanted to be with Sylvie, and she liked the way that she was living. It was just so alarming to other people. But to Ruthie, that was, like, chill. She was like, yeah, we have 14 cats. Right. It's cool. But but I... F- and n- nothing, like, really... I, d- I mean, I don't know. I guess that's the thing, is it's all about perspective. Because right. if I'm like, nothing really dangerous was happening. That's not No, true. no. Not at all. Like, they almost died multitude of times but like i was so worried she was going to be taken away from sylvia i was like they have to stay together they need each other they're the only people that understand each other right so i don't i don't know now right I
1: i i just i think there were so many red flags with like yeah with sylvie writing terrible notes and not really caring if they go to school but i guess maybe it And Lucille,
0: like, leaving, isn't that a big red flag? That she was like, I can't leave here.
1: And they don't do anything about it until, you know, the very end. But maybe the school not caring really drives home the point that family is all that something. (laughs) That, like, (laughs) cares about you in their own way. Mm. I don't know. I don't. (laughs) But I don't feel like they're a family.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I just...
1: I have been. I finished this book on Tuesday, and I've been thinking about it since. And I watched the movie over the course of two days, and I've really, like, I've. I don't know, girl. I'll remember it for the rest of my life, but I don't know if I'll ever know how I really feel about it.
0: <laughs> well, I read this maybe four years ago mm-hmm. at this point three years ago, you know. I'm bad with time. It's good. I can't put anything into a timeline. (laughs) I graduated in 2016, Uh so I probably read it in 2015, so that was two years, almost three. Okay. Um, And I... All I remembered was that I liked the book, and that the aunt reminded me of my aunt, Uh and that there was a train, and that it was in Idaho. I didn't remember, like, anything else about it. Mm -hmm. I remembered there was a weird scene on an island. Yeah. Um, And there was. (laughs) And reading... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and reading it again, I was like, I, "It was." I'm really happy I read it again because I forgot almost everything. Oh,
1: I, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that like it it held up and
0: then some. It really like I don't. Kindred, read it again in two okay, years. Okay, <laughs> I will. I don't. <laughs> I'm not saying that you don't like no. it, but it really like I think it solidified itself in my mind as like one of my top books. It's just like it's really haunting mm-hmm. and enlightening Mm -hmm. and confusing and disturbing and like just all these things i like it puts you in a really weird place and i don't even know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but it's definitely compelling
1: definitely no it listen
0: it's no twilight but (laughs) yeah it's no i mean that bar was set so high by stephanie meyer we're just gonna we can't can't even go there no, no comparison. Um,
1: I don't mean to change the subject to Twilight, but can I read you a text that Nene sent me at work the other day?
0: Yes, Nene's kindred sister.
1: No. She just... Well, I bring this up because Riley said something the other day in our conversation outside of the podcast. And I was like, I'm so glad that you still bring up Twilight to me. I'm just
0: like... <laughs> Whenever possible. It makes me
1: so happy. But Nene said, LOL i was in biology and we were learning about the cell cycle you know like anaphase and stuff and we were using the microscopes to identify onion root and it was like that twilight scene where edward first talks to bella and they were like majorly flirting lol too bad i didn't have a vampire to work on it with me or win the golden onion oh my god that's it (laughs) and i was like oh well i was like you and riley are the only ones who talk to me about twilight i love it oh my god oh my god
0: hell yeah hell yeah yeah, naomi wherever you are just know i'm putting my hand up in the air for you saying hell yeah let's always reference twilight Uh, a book we all want to forget we all
1: do oh stephanie myers lives in never never will lives in cape creek just like just uh up the freeway from me
0: yeah, go to her ward.
1: Oh, my dad's best friend is in her ward, so maybe I will.
0: Perfect. Yeah, there you go. Get get me a signed copy of Twilight, and I will like. I will never talk to me lose again. It. I will no. I will like put it under my mattress.
1: <laughs> Sleep on it. Pray over it. I will treasure
0: it. it treasure it forever. Oh, I'm
1: so glad. well, now I know my life's purpose.
0: Yes. Um, please.
1: Um. Hmm. Hmm. I just. I think Mm. this book just needs to be thought about. I think that this is a book that needs to be read, and you just need to think about it and pray about it. Yeah,
0: I think you need to pray about it. It's. I don't know. I. I'm. I don't read a whole lot anymore, which is a thing that saddens me a lot. And I'm. I'm making it like a goal to like read more. Nice. Um. I'm trying to like practice piano every day, read every day, because I it's important for me yeah. and i don't really do it anymore which is sad
1: yeah i that's um, a very it's very admirable i've read this book and one mm-hmm. other book this year and two books a year f- for the past couple of years that's that's what i've been averaging <laughs> so
0: it's hard. there's just so many other ways to like waste your time yeah. now that it's like it seems hard which is it's such bullshit such bullshit um, but, still. but what i was what i'm getting yes. at with that is i forgot what it's like <laughs> to like participate I mean, this isn't true. Because, like, mo- movies and music mm-hmm. and all these other things are can be just as amazing. Mm-hmm. But, like, this, to me, this book, the writing is just, like, such high caliber. Yeah. And I'm not saying... It's not, like, snooty-tooty. No. It's, like, it's just really, like... It, it, I, I'm i not trying to sound super cheesy, but to me, it's, it's like, the closest you can get to otherworldly. Yeah. It's, like, the closest you can get to, like... Spiritual language, mm-hmm. it's so moving, and this is how I feel about Mary Oliver poetry. And if you guys haven't ever read Mary Oliver, and you're kind of into like things about nature or transcendentalism or pondering religion or the existence of God, things mm-hmm. like that, go check out Mary Oliver's poetry because it does the same thing for me, where it like it puts me on another plane, and I'm not trying to <laughs> say that in the cheesy way, I, and I don't I know don't how. Think you are, I it, get it. Yeah, like it it like it makes me feel and I'm not even a higher mm-hmm. plane. It makes me feel like I live in the earth.
1: Hmm.
0: And like it makes me feel like a human and it makes me recognize just like how amazing existence is, which is something I don't think about a whole lot, but it's like this is just art and it really moves me and her writing is like really moving and amazing and poignant. Yeah is the word I would choose.
1: 100%. Um, Now that we're at an hour, I guess, should we wrap it up?
0: (laughs) Kindred, we can talk for as long as we want. Do you have any other questions you want to talk about? No, I think uh, you've helped me work out my feelings
1: on Sylvie, and I was really interested to hear your feelings. And I think that was really what I, going into it, that's really what... Perplexed me the most. You just hung up on Sylvie. I, it, genuinely. Genuinely. I knew that I liked the writing and it's just, it was, it's lovely. But just, uh, like I said, a little bit hopeless and in a hopeless world. Yeah. And I'm not saying that yeah. as a whatever. I'm stopping the sentence. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Not even. I think you're just not trying to be cliche. No, it's just. I'm not saying like it's the world is
1: terrible, and this book reminds me of that. No, I'm just saying like
0: it acknowledges yeah, it, it.
1: and that's not fun sometimes to face.
0: And it acknowledges it in a really like personal yeah. way, which I think is a lot harder. Mm-hmm. It's not like horrible in big no. ways. It's horrible in like really in personal very ways. small <laughs> ways, and that
1: just. But it's done so well. Um, if if yeah. I had to rate it. Which, we can still talk about it, but I'm going to give a rating right now.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I don't have a rating yet. I'm
0: sorry, I have to think about it some more. Are you calculating? You've, like, taken some numbers down? Like,
1: I don't, I feel like I can't rate it. Like, I want to say just read it, but I can't give it a thumbs. I can't give it a thumbs out of thumbs.
0: That's just disconcerting. I
1: agree. Riley, what about your thumbs?
0: Well, I've learned this about myself, and I think I tend to rate things real dramatically. I, I, I usually do too. That's why I'm having a really hard time. No, you're. I feel like you're very logical, and I'm like ten. It gets ten. Uh, but like, it gets ten. Good. No, I think it's worth. I just 10. really. I think it's. Yeah, I think it's really exceptional, yeah. and I'm not. I, li- I like reading it for the second time. Mm-hmm. I think it's really something else. Yeah. I've read a lot of shitty books. I've read a lot of fine books. I've let, read a lot of good right. books, and I think this is really this is to me this is exceptional. Right. And even if even if you hate the story or you hate the characters, the writing, the descriptions are so like I just don't know how she can do it. It's so amazing. I had to Google words. So I did many too. Times. I was
1: like, I used the built-in dictionary on the Kindle app so many times. Yeah, but I.
0: <laughs> I, I learned some yeah. great ones like "spew oh. me." Ooh, oh. what a great word! Ooh, words. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so really I wonderful. would give it ten. I think it's it's a personal it's a personal fave, oh, and know. it will always be close to my heart because it is just. I think it's really great. I
1: that's I I'm glad. I think it's she is very, she's very intelligent. You can tell she's intelligent, and you can tell she's emotionally intelligent, and I mm-hmm. admire that in a human. Very yes. Definitely.
0: So, kindred, can't, kindred can't comprehend a thumb amount. Uh,
1: just put pending. If someone's like, if somebody's pending. like running a Wikipedia on how many thumbs we're giving these things, we're uh, saving. <laughs> like, just put pending, pending out of ten because, because I Perfect. can't at the moment. But Perfect. yeah, uh, this was this is this has been a real episode. <laughs>
0: This has been a real episode. Do you, are you, I forgot oh. to ask you this before, but are you ready to give me my assignment for this Yeah, I
1: am, but I forgot to ask you about it to like pre-screen it. So here we go.
0: Oh, okay. We'll find out. I don't think I pre-screened stuff for you lately. That's so fine. That's
1: going. me rubbing my hands together, guys, in anticipation.
0: Okay. It sounds like something else. Maybe you should Sorry. stop. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. I'm out. I'm out. No more podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> okay um Riley yeah you might have seen
0: this movie that's fine I'm sure you have a list and you can choose another one if I say well
1: it. but if it's been over like six years I'm gonna say we're okay. still gonna do it
0: okay you know I'm bad at time so we'll <laughs> okay. find out
1: uh South Pacific Rogers and Hammerstein's South Pacific
0: um i know what it is i've never seen it so there you go all right
1: cool next week we're doing south pacific bone up
0: i'm gonna put it out there i think i should just be uh full disclosure here i don't think i'm gonna like it. (laughs) wow
1: that's just
0: (laughs) all right (laughs) because i know what it is and i've never watched it because i'm like i won't like that (laughs) cool we're quitting this podcast (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay. okay. Yeah, no, I'm awesome. really excited. Thank you. Thank you, Kindred, for having some discussion with me about this book. Thank you for reading it, even though if I didn't make you, would you I wouldn't have finished wouldn't have? it. I'm proud of you for Thank getting through you. it. Thank
1: um, you. I'm sure that we'll talk about this more off mic because there's a lot yeah, to chew, Yeah, yeah. So.
0: This is all y'all get to hear. We're going to yeah, go so talk some more. so suck it. <laughs> Sorry. Um, oh, you know what? I'm gonna hurry and do this before you make me okay. do it again. What's our What's our closing? Ca- give us our closing catchphrase, Kindred, okay. as the people have grown to know um, and love. Well,
1: first, let me apologize because I did realize that I think I've done it the past two weeks in a row, and I was like, "Whoops, I didn't mean to."
0: That's fine. That's fine. I have another fast food anecdote. If you can't think please of tell that. me one.
1: Why contemplate our catchphrase? Um,
0: today I went to Jimmy John's before this podcast because I was really hungry. I hadn't eaten all day because I spent all day finishing this book. Um, And when I pulled up to the little speaker, I only go to drive-thrus because I don't want to talk to people more than (laughs) I have to. Um, Anyways, I pulled up to the drive-thru and the guy goes, welcome to Double J's. What can I get you? And I wanted to be like, this is not (laughs) Double J's. This is Jimmy John's. Like, who are you to rebrand this company? And... Anyways, that's my thought.
1: Welcome to Double Chase.
0: I was like offended by it, and then I realized how stupid that was. But I was like, um, excuse me. Uh,
1: all I can say to that is that I wish I had a Jimmy John's with a drive thru near me, but I don't, and I'm really pissed about Ugh.
0: it. We got a Taco Bell close Ugh. by and a Jimmy John's the drive thru It's all I girl. need, hmm. girl. Girl. <laughs> all right. Did you think of your catchphrase so we can? No, leave? I didn't.
1: Uh, no, here's one. Um I was going to quote something from the song Bad Out of Hell by Meatloaf and then I just decided to say that I was going to quote something from it. Bye! Bye, everybody!